What's going on, my brodacious friend? It's your boy, Jerry, the TR Expert Washington, and it is another throwback episode. Yeah, it is Thursday over here at General Fitness Company. I'm feeling hyped up because I got a nice little episode here about exercise. We're talking about your fitness routine in four different ways. Uh, we start off our talking about sweat and what the uh, dispelling a few myths about sweat and actually talking about the actual benefits of sweat and why you sweat. And we're going to go on and talk about sleep why sleeping is important, and what the effects of sleep are on your workout. We're also going to talk about rhabdomyolysis. So we talked to my friend Joe Cannon, who wrote the very first book on rhabdomyolysis. Essentially what that is is a, a condition that is contracted from too much exercise. Yeah, believe it or not, you can exercise too much, and it could actually kill you. We're going to be talking about the effects of it, and we can talk about how you know you have rhabdomyolysis. And in the final clip, we're going to be talking about stretching. I have a stretch routine that I I give to all my clients uh, that have lower back issues. It really helps them out. And a lot of people, they want to tell you to stretch out your back. And what they try, what a lot of end up people end up doing is they just get into these positions. But what is important is to actually teach your back how to be mobile. So that's like controlling how you can, how you actually execute the exercise. I'm not exactly sure if I uh, detailed that part in the episode, but it's important to have mobility and flexibility uh, rather than just flexibility, meaning that you can get into the position, but you don't really have control over the action. So. When you're stretching in any position, no matter if it's your lower back, the front of your legs, your arms, or your neck, you want to just make sure that you can control where you're going. You don't want to just throw yourself in a, into positions because uh, they say the formula for bad stretch or bad movement, the only bad movement is the one that you can't get out of. So just keep that in mind. And we're going to go ahead and get this episode underway. This is episode number 270 of the TR Expert Talks. A throwback on the proper exercise routine. Let go! In this first clip, I talk about the importance of sleep and what the effects sleep have on your body and what happens when you don't sleep. Let's get into the clip. Sleep is one of those things that a lot of people have their opinions on that one, and I think that we need to have less opinions and more facts. <laughs> so we're going to start off with sleep and go in, and uh, dovetail into uh, supplements and obviously go into our real-world life lessons and make the connection between su- supplements, sleep, and how our everyday lives should be. Uh, what I'm going to talk about might surprise you, actually. So anyways, let's get into it. So sleep first. Sleep. That's important, and that is something that you obviously cannot live without. I think the longest somebody has ever gone without sleep, without dying, is... Um, I think eight days, eight days straight. I might be wrong on that one, but it's not much longer. If at the very maximum, I know I haven't seen anything longer than 14 days straight. So after a while, your body just starts to shut down. If you don't sleep, you have a buildup of cortisol. That's the stress hormone. And if you have a buildup of stress hormone in your body, a lot of not good things happens. Your immune system starts to go down. So you you increase your risk for colds and flus and 
even things uh, like cancer you know if your immune system is depleted for a long enough time other very serious diseases can kind of creep in so not to scare you too much but yes yeah, sleep is super important if you want to help your body out and obviously it helps out your body but it also helps out your mind you know there's a lot of stuff or a lot of thoughts that go on in your in your mind and your mind needs to process those things see if you're constantly being stimulated throughout the day your mind is not going to have a chance to kind of take out the trash so essentially if you are not if you're not resting or giving yourself enough rest you're not giving your mind enough time to process everything that's going on your mind is going to be trying to process <laughs> all the things that are going on at the same time it's going to be trying to process all the things that happened so sleep is super important and uh, one more thing i wanted to add there is that uh with your body when you're tr if you're trying to have a physically fit life if you're actually working out and you're not getting enough sleep you're really doing yourself a huge disservice because your body releases this thing called HGH, human growth hormone, when you sleep. Those are the things that help your muscles recover and it helps you get rid of that micro tears in your muscles that your muscles to get that develop in your muscles when you lift weights. And if you're not getting enough rest and then you turn around and try to lift again, it's all bad. <laughs> it's all bad. <laughs> well, it's not all bad, but eventually you can run into some serious risk for injury. Obviously, muscle tears, ligaments, and and then um, and tendon tears as well. So you want sleep is super important, and uh, you want to get it. Now the thing is that what a lot of people question, what a lot of people question is how much sleep should they get, and that's really a genetic factor. You know, some people can get away with uh, six out five six hours of sleep and still be fine. Some people can get away with it. Some people need as much as uh, nine hours of sleep. Uh, to be fully functioning. So that's up to your discretion, essentially how much sleep that you need because um, your circadian rhythms are really up to you. Here's not too much change or not too much of a difference that you can make on your circadian rhythms uh, unless you are like taking drastic measures and completely changing your sleep cycle. Other than that, you're pretty much genetically designed to sleep at a certain time and uh, that's why we always have issues when we go into different time zones. In this next clip, I talk about sweating and why it's important for your body. A lot of people have these myths about sweating and what it really does to your body. Uh, I didn't mention this in a podcast, so I'll just mention this as a side note in this intro to the clip. Uh, sweating is not actually the thing that makes you lose weight. I did say it, I kind of briefly mentioned it. I talked about how people believe that when you sweat, you lose weight, but the real factor to losing weight is not necessarily how much sweat that you produce, it's actually how much carbon dioxide you can produce. So essentially it's you being able to breathe a little bit harder, obviously it's not breathing just by sitting down and <laughs> sitting at your chair and breathing as hard as you can because you'll probably pass out, but breathing, exerting force, exerting energy is how you actually burn those calories. All right, let's get into this clip. All right, so let's get into this clip. I want to dispel some myths. A lot of sweat doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting a good workout. There's, it's, it's just genetic. There's some, you know, some people can just sweat more than other people. There's like, I have a client, like I said, she'll work her face off, but she, you'll barely see a, a drop of sweat on her. Whereas you have someone else, like myself, that might barely do anything and you're just sweating like buckets and you need to change shirts. So it really depends on like who you are and, um, and a few other factors. So let's go into them right now. First of all, 
this is kind of interesting. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this. Actually, I remember finding this out when I first started uh, start uh, excuse me started studying fitness. But um, there's two different types of sweat glands in the body. You know, there's this uh, one sweat sweat gland. I'm trying to think of it. I think it's called the ec the eccrine system or the equine sweat uh, the eccrine uh, uh, sweat glands, and those are all over your body. Those are pretty much like your whole body. And they have the other ones that these other ones that are called the the, the apocrine sweat glands, and those are actually only in your scalp, your armpits, and your uh, your crotch or your your genitals. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought that was a good share. I think it's I mean I I don't know what that means, but I think that probably means that you might sweat differently in different areas. You might sweat differently on your chest as opposed to your 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 um your armpits. Or you might sweat differently on your legs than as opposed to your scalp. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting share for you. Uh, that we sweat different, sweat differently. You're more than welcome to look that up and find out if that's true. But I just thought that was just like a nice share that I remember from like when I first started learning about training. So I remember back in the day when I used to play college football, we had this one kid. I I won't, I won't give his name out there, but we had this one kid. I used to always come to practice. And he would sweat and he'd smell like alcohol. You're like, dude, seriously? Like, how are, how are you how are you drinking on a consistent basis like this? How are you always smelling like alcohol? <laughs> so your body sweats out toxins like alcohol and other things when you sweat. The also thing to think about is that when, um, when you're sweating, because you're expelling toxins, it can also help you with your, like, your immune function. Because it helps prevent like these um, diseases that can build up because of like you having too much toxins in your body. You know, if you think about like maybe you're eating kind of bad or whatever kind of toxins that can build up in your body. If you're sweating, if you're constantly sweating, you can't really build up too high because your body eliminates those toxins through your skin. So if you're maybe going out drinking like our my friend from college. It's a good idea the day after and maybe the day after that to get a little extra sweat in so you can get some of that those toxins out of your system. Also, uh, if you think about this, it, it kills a lot of the bacteria and viruses that live on your skin as well as in, uh, in inside your body. But it helps because a lot of them can't live above 98.6 degrees. Your body obviously is at 98.6-ish degrees. And there's a lot of bacteria and viruses that, that are set to live at that level and not much higher. That's why your body temperature goes up when you're sick because it tries, it's trying to kill off those viruses and bacteria. But if you artificially, quote unquote, do that with exercise, you actually help, help your body instead of fighting it after the disease you're in there. You kind of do it before they get there in the first place. So you're set up pretty good if you're consistently exercising and sweating up, sweating out those toxins. In this next clip, we're going to be talking with the author of the very first book on rhabdomyolysis. Now, rhabdomyolysis is actually a condition that is it's not as well recognized, and it should be because of the fact that a lot of people contract it, and they don't really recognize it now, a lot of times until too late. Now, rhabdomyolysis, so we'll let you listen to the clip, but essentially, it's something that can break down your muscles, and it can, is dangerous enough to actually kill you. 
So you want to make sure that you are tempering your exercise so that you won't get injured. All right, so let's get into the clip, and we're going to talk to Joe Cannon about rhabdomyolysis. So what would you say is one of the most important things that uh, maybe your uh, everyday layperson might not know uh, that you would uh, say they should know today? Oh, my. There's, there's a lot of things I, <laughs> I, I'd want to talk about. A layperson would know about rhabdo or supplements or fitness. Oh, man. How about we start off with the, uh, the expertise here with uh, rhabdo. Yeah. So uh, rhabdo or rhabdomyolysis uh, is basically a serious medical disorder. Uh, essentially refers to muscle fiber death. A lot of things can cause it, and when exercise is the cause, it's called exertional rhabdomyolysis or exercise-induced. Essentially, you exercise so much, your muscle fibers die, the content in your muscle fibers leaks into your bloodstream, and some of this stuff can be very deadly in some cases in high concentrations. Uh, it, it has some very serious side effects, such as kidney failure, uh, can affect the liver, your liver, your liver enzymes can go out of whack, you can have a heart attack, your limbs can swell in size to the point where you can't bend or extend your limbs anymore, you may actually have to, you know, doctors may actually have to do surgery to correct that, uh, you, you may find yourself in the hospital for, you know, several days on dialysis while they try to, you know, help you, uh, and then also uh, you might incur thousands of dollars in medical bills as a result of of, of this disorder as well. So um, that's something I would like people to know about. It's often referred to as a rare side effect of exercise. Mm -hmm. I'm honestly not sure how rare it is because nobody appears to be tracking rhabdo in the general population. I've been searching for over a decade for that answer and I cannot find it. Although I think it's more common than most people suspect because I get their emails. I literally get emails from people in the hospital with rhabdo who literally pull me up on their iPad and show me in my reviews of their doctors uh, and and I, I get this all the time. And I get people who email me sometimes at 3 o'clock in the morning because the muscle pain is so bad they can't take it anymore and they don't know what to do. That's another sign of rhabdo, ex extensive uh, muscle pain and muscle weakness. Uh, so I think it's more prevalent than, than most people think. And that's a message that I want to get people that it's often referred to as a rare side effect of exercise. Mm -hmm. How rare, I believe, is debatable. Um, I think it's more common than most people think. And I can even talk at length on why I think that is. Yeah, you know, I would have to agree with you. I know being the being in the fitness field, you know, you hear about rhabdo every. Well, I, I hear about rhabdo a lot more often. Than I think your everyday layperson, and you see it, I think, a lot more often than your everyday layperson, just because it's, I guess, the nature of the beast. When you work out, there are those extremes that can obviously occur. So, uh, what would you say? Like, was there a specific thing that can lead to exercise-induced rhabdo? I mean, obviously, we know it's like it's pretty much working out too hard but is there a specific exercise that you shouldn't do or is there a specific thing that they should be aware of so uh, so they don't get rabbed done when they work out it's an, it's an excellent question jerry and the thing i would say to people is you know it's, it's often associated with intense exercise i like to try to take the uh emphasis off intense exercises and put it this way rhabdomyolysis happens when you do a lot of stuff you're not used to doing okay and so that doesn't necessarily have to be exercise. For mm -hmm. instance, you can get rabbed up from too much gardening <laughs> in your house. I've gotten these emails from people. Mm -hmm. um, again, repetitive over and over and over and over that you're doing these, these repetitions. And again, it could be painting a room or gardening. Uh, if you do enough of it and if it's unusual to you, mm -hmm. something you've not done before or done in a long time, that can be the trigger in some people. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. 
In this last and final clip, we're going to be talking about stretching. We're going to talk about a specific stretch for what ails most people, and that's the lower back. And I gave you a quick stretch that you can do, a very simple stretch that you can do that help you uh, condition your lower back to be a little bit more mobile. Because at the end of the day, it's not about having... Uh, flexibility or how how far you can kind of stretch is more about actually creating mobility in your spine. So I'm going to be talking about a specific stretch that I like to do with my clients to help them create mobility in their spine. So instead of trying to just contort themselves in positions, we're going to actually learn how you can make your lower back a little bit more flexible, aka mobile. The thing that seems to be most people's issue these days is lower back. The reason why most people have lower back issues is because they are either sitting too much or standing too much. But most of the time, it's because they're in a position for too long. So what happens is that if your abs aren't strong, the only other thing that's going to hold you up is your back. So that's part one. Part one is that your lower back takes over when your abs get weaker. Part two is that once you do a lot of sitting or standing and you're not stretching out the front side of your body and and the side of your body... Uh, you end up getting tightness into that that structure that's holding you upright. So you have all these demands on your lower back, and if you're not helping out your lower back, you're, that's going to be the thing that you're going to feel it in. Even though the culprit is most likely uh, the front, your you know your hip flexors, your your front of your thighs, then the side of your hips. So as I said, we're going to do that uh, that stretch that we do with the boot camp. We'll get right into it. First, we're going to do a lower back stretch. You're going to lay on your back. You're going to tuck your knees into your body like you're doing a cannonball. When you do that tuck, that's going to help stretch out that lower back. Now, what you're also going to do is you're going to put your heel, or excuse me, you're going to put your tailbone down on the floor. When you put your tailbone down on the floor, that actually makes your lower back a little bit longer, helps stretch out those lower those muscles around the, the upper hip, and it also helps stretch out that hip capsule. so I just want to conclude this episode with just this one final thought here. So it's important to do all these things to keep you healthy and keep your body moving the way you want it to move. And you want to do these things consistently. That's one thing I didn't really uh, put in the episode because uh, I, when I was recording, I kind of thought it was a given. But I just wanted to reemphasize the fact that consistency is key in all of these things. Because if you're getting good sleep maybe one time a week or if you're sweating out your toxins like once a week or you're trying to sweat all your toxins out uh, after like a a day of binge drinking or a night of binge drinking, it doesn't really work the way uh, you want it to. Your body actually ends up uh, working harder when you do things inconsistently. So I just want you to understand that it's important to really can practice all these things between sleeping and sweating and stretching and obviously making sure that you temper the way you work out so that you are doing it consistently and able to do it every day because you don't want to do it so much that you know like we talked about with rhabdo you end up getting injured and you don't want to do it so little that you don't really feel the effects because uh that is a recipe for you to uh just give up on the whole situation because you're going to be constantly sore 
because <laughs> your body is going to be constantly adjusting to the lack of or excess in relation to your exercise. All right, so we'll conclude this episode here. I'm finishing off my day. We're almost done with the week. We'll be picking back up tomorrow with our fulfillment episode. Whenever you're listening to this, I do appreciate you listening. I do hope you're having a good one. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and maybe leave a rating or review. And as always, keep good company.